And we start with uh, new details about the cost of Volkswagen's electric vehicle battery plant in St. Thomas. The parliamentary budget officer says Canada's contract with Volkswagen will cost the federal government up to $16.3 billion over the next 10 years. That figure is higher than what the federal government said would uh, cost the taxpayers which included a $700 million upfront capital investment and up to $13.2 billion in production tax credits. The analysis also estimates uh, that the deal would create a peak of 3,100 jobs at the start of 2026, but the figure would fall to 1,400 by the end of 2027. The federal government announced in April the details of the deal, which would see Volkswagen build its first gigafactory outside of Europe and promised it would create up to 3,000 direct jobs and 30,000 indirect jobs. Now, it is important to note the analysis by the PBO looks at the fiscal and economic costs and benefits of the deal in the construction phase of the facility only. There is plenty of reaction this morning to Bell Media's decision to cut 1,300 jobs and shut down or sell nine radio stations across the country, including 1290 CJBK here in London. On Parliament Hill, Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez told reporters the sad news speaks to the need for the two proposed laws designed to help Canada's media sector. Bill C-18 would require companies like Google and Meta to pay Canadian outlets for news content that appears on their platforms. Bill C-11 aims to force platforms such as Netflix and TikTok to contribute a percentage of their Canadian revenue to Canadian production. In making its decision, Bell criticized how regulatory changes were slow as part of the reason for the cuts. Unifor, the union that represents some of the media workers being laid off, said Bell should have let the two bills finish working their way through the legislative process before deciding whether to make cuts. Now, there are new details on who knew what when regarding Paul, Bernardo, Paul Bernardo's recent prison transfer. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office says he learned about Paul Bernardo's prison transfer the day it happened, a day earlier than Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino. The confirmation came as Conservatives called for Mendicino's resignation over his office's handling of the information that Bernardo was being moved out of a maximum security prison. While his office was informed about the possibility of the transfer to a medium security institution nearly three months before it happened, Mendicino says he found out the day... uh, Uh, After he was moved, a spokesperson for Trudeau says a staffer in his office was alerted by the Privy Council office in March that the transfer was a possibility, adding inquiries and requests for information were immediately made to the Public Safety Minister's office. Calls for Mendicino's resignation dominated the House of Commons question period yesterday, with Mendicino saying corrective steps had been taken to prevent a similar situation from happening again. His first public response came on June the 2nd when he called the decision by the Correctional Service shocking and incomprehensible. And the City of London is using AI in an unexpected way. City of London is leading the way in Canada when it comes to its unique application of artificial intelligence. London's Chronic Homelessness Artificial Intelligence, or CHI, is a tool used to help predict the likelihood of someone becoming chronically homeless within the next six months. Currently, there are no provincial or federal governments or municipalities who report their use of AI, so it's unclear how widespread its use even is. The both levels of government are currently developing AI-related regulations. You can read more about AI in the public sector on our website, 980cfpl.ca. Checking out the price of gas, 
Prices at the pumps went up slightly overnight, rising by two cents. The average price for a litre of regular sits at $1.58.9 this morning. Premium also went up by two cents last night, while diesel went up by three cents. Cheaper gas can be found at a number of stations in London this morning. Some Huskies, Pioneers, and a Canco are all charging $1.47.9 for a litre of regular. In sports, Jose Barrios took a no-hitter into the seventh inning to lead the Toronto Blue Jays to a 3-1 win over the Baltimore Orioles. Barrios ended his night with one walk and three hits over seven and two-thirds innings. Blue Jays are back in action against the Orioles today. You can hear that game on 980 CFBL starting at 1 o'clock. In the hockey world, it looks like it's going to be an exciting weekend in Sin City. Reports in Las Vegas indicate the Golden Knights are planning a parade on Saturday night to celebrate the team's Stanley Cup victory. And the Denver Nuggets uh, have uh, had kind of a funny story with regards to center Nikola Jokic. He says he lost his NBA Finals MVP award. Jokic told ESPN he left it in the equipment manager's room and it has since disappeared. Checking out what happened on this day in history. In 1215, King John signed the Magna Carta, granting his barons more liberty and making the birth of responsible government, or marking the birth of responsible government in England. In 1649, Margaret Jones of Charlestown became the first person tried and executed for witchcraft in colonial Massachusetts. In 1844, American Charles Goodyear applied for a patent for vulcanized rubber. In 1938, Cincinnati's Johnny Vandermeer became the only major league pitcher to throw consecutive no-hitters. His 6-0 victory over the Brooklyn Dodgers came four days after his 3-0 win over the Boston Bees. In 1944, the Cooperative Commonwealth Federation won a sweeping majority in the Saskatchewan provincial election. Tommy Douglas led Canada's first socialist government. He served as premier until 1961 when he became leader of the renamed Federal New Democratic Party. In 1987, North America's first pay equity legislation was passed by the Ontario government. In 1992, the House of Commons approved sexual assault legislation that became known as the No Mean No uh, Rape Law. In 1992 as well, U.S. Vice President Dan Quayle, relying on a faulty flash card at a spelling bee, instructed a Trenton, New Jersey elementary school student to spell potato with an E on the end. In 2000, the Supreme Court of Canada unanimously upheld the 1995 federal gun control law, rejecting a challenge by the Alberta government. In 2006, the OPP admitted to mistakes and apologized to the brother of Dudley George, who was killed by a police sniper when Ipawash Provincial Park was occupied 11 years earlier. In 2011, surging crowds burned cars, smashed windows, and ransacked stores in downtown Vancouver after the Canucks lost Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final to Boston. The riot lasted more than four hours, sent nearly 150 people to hospital, and caused millions of dollars in damage. In 2012, Stephen Harper, the Prime Minister, announced the construction of a new $1 billion bridge between Windsor and Detroit. It was later announced to be named the Gordie Howe International Bridge and is expected to be operational next year. And on this day in 2021, a little more than a year after he and his 13-year-old daughter were killed in a helicopter crash that claimed the lives of nine people, Kobe Bryant was enshrined into the Base Basketball Hall of Fame. Happy birthday to P. 
Peter, who turns 73 today, and to Alex, who turns 61. You share a birthday with Jim Belushi, who turns 69. Baseball Hall of Famer Wade Boggs is 65. Helen Hunt is 60. Courtney Cox turns 59. Biff Naked is 52. And Neil Patrick Harris is 50. If you'd like to celebrate a birthday, anniversary, or a milestone, send me an email at devin at 980cfpl.ca.